The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by... Jeff Clark. I'm just going to let you take it now. I'm not even going to say your name. Uh, <laughs> but I am going to say this name. We're joined once again. We've got a guest. He has returned to talk movies with us. You guys heard him a few weeks back uh, discussing his horror rap, his music, and just being an overall badass. Uh, Poltergeist, what's up? What up? We're back to talk Evil Dead, dude. Thanks so much for coming back. Thanks for having me again, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, you're always welcome to talk. So, Jim. Yes. About to finish up 1981. Mm-hmm. We have a couple more movies left in the bag. And we're doing what is considered. It's, it's Seriously, it's considered a cult classic. This is one of the top cult classics in horror community. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's definitely up there on my list as oh. not even a cult classic. Just It's literally in my top 10 favorite movies of all time oh nice we'll get into yeah. why uh for the listeners at home we're getting into sam raimi's 1981 paranormal horror film the evil dead your girlfriend you take care of her So the Evil Dead, Sam Raimi's The Evil Dead. This is about as indie as you can get, this film. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I just watched it um, a couple days ago. I've seen it a trillion times by now. Um, So for you, Poltergeist, I'm sure this is one that you've seen a trillion times as well. It's also on my top 10. (laughs) 
it's it's amazing right like when you realize what they were working with back then and and just the way this whole thing came together to to see what we have i mean we're not looking at you know again i say this once in a while we're not looking at oscar performances we're not looking at high polished film here but what you're looking at is something that's so visceral right it it really mm-hmm. attacks you on a different level and as a as a as a fan of film just film in in general um like I said, to know how they put it together, man, it just, it adds to it. It adds to the mystique of the film and then just the feel of everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. I recently watched uh, the bonus features to refresh myself about the movie. And uh, yeah, it, it was low, low budget. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That's, this is, so this is why this is one of my favorite movies. Cause this is the film that I always wanted to make. I just wanted to walk off into the woods with a group of friends and just make a movie. Basically, whatever you can carry in, that's what you can use. And that's like what the I've way they did the way they did the force. They call it like the the first person view when the Evil Dead is traveling through the forest. They literally strapped a camera to a piece of board and ran through the woods with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, awesome. and the intro, and it looks great. Yeah. In the intro where they're coming through the water, I guess um, I guess Bruce Campbell was pushing Sam Raimi through the water in a, in a little dinghy <laughs> to get it to go over the water. Yeah. One of the That's things awesome. I read uh, was the, the last scene where you see the, the force kind of going through the woods and then through the cabin all the way to that whole, that whole one shot. They strap it to a bike and just ride the bike through the woods mm-hmm. and through the cabin all in one shot. Um, but yeah, you know, guerrilla, guerrilla filmmaking, right? Like really going yeah. down to bare bones and doing it with your friends. Um, this film, so Sam Raimi, one of the things that's, that's just kind of well known about this as well is that there is a 30 minute film uh, that he did as a proof of concept for the evil dead called within the woods in which he did this kind of the same story with Bruce Campbell and um, what was her name? Wiseman? Ellen Sandwise. Sandwise. That's it. Sandwise. Um, Samwise, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but so they, you know, they did the they did this this proof of, of concept type of film to to raise funds. Um, and I just watched that today. I'd never seen it before. I had known about it, and I don't know why I'd never thought of it. But when I, you know, was looking more into the making of the film again, I was like, oh, I gotta watch this. Gotta watch this. And it's even rougher, right? It like it it does not oh, yeah. look so well on YouTube. But you could see the bones. You could see with what he was going to work with. And he basically, he just took his friends, the same people and said, let's do this. I mean, I think they had a few people that they, they, that signed on, you know, that they hired to help out, but it was as low budget as you get, you know, what did they, I don't even remember what they got. They was at like 90,000, I think something like that to start to do it. Said. Yeah. When I was looking at stuff. Yeah. And I had told you uh, before we got on that I had literally, cause it's funny that I asked you about that and you had just watched it. Yeah. I literally just watched it too, like a half hour ago. And um, yeah, like you said, there's just people they knew, people they could get to come together. Um, Because I guess like Sam Raimi, um, Ellen, however you pronounce her last name, Sandwich, um, and Bruce Campbell, they all went to high school together. Uh, They went to high school with the the one guy who helped produce it. So again, where I'm coming from, that was our buddy Alex and that whole scene in high school. And I was like, man, I want to get into that. I want to fucking do that. In this movie, I was introduced uh, by Jimmy Moore, introduced this to me back in like fifth grade, I think, because this was uh, one of his dad's favorite movies. So we watched it one night when I was staying there and I was like, God damn, this is I want to do this. And this is so simple. You can do this. 
You know what I mean? That was Night of the Living Dead for me, man. When I was young yeah. and I saw Night of the Living Dead, I was like, I want to make that. I want to do this. I want to make a zombie film. Uh, but it is simple, dude. What? One, two, three, four, five, five, well, six, seven actors. Seven actors. Two of them are uncredited. Five credited on film, two uncredited. Seven actors in total for the entire film. So, yeah. So, Poltergeist, how did you come to this film? Because I know we had uh, given... What, what, what did you give him? You gave him the option for Evil Dead and what was he? Well, other? I gave him the list and you said you either Evil Dead or Ghost Story, which Ghost mm. Story is not as well known. I'm surprised you picked that. I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. It's a creepy ass movie. It's awesome, <laughs> dude. Yeah. So how I came into Evil Dead. Um, yeah, I was like maybe eight or nine years old and just went over to a friend's house. His uncle was there just watching the movie and he's like, do your parents let you watch this stuff? And I was like, eh, sometimes. And <laughs> That was it, man. We just like watched it on VHS. I was terrified. I loved it. And yeah, I've seen it probably 40, 50 times since then. Yeah. And you're absolutely right, dude. When you're young and you see this, it's terrifying. Oh yeah. Like you don't notice it's low budget. It like the, the low budget lends to how scary it really imprints on your, on, on your psyche as a kid, just seeing that visuals of the way that it looks, you know what I mean? Um, I feel like a uh, higher budget horror misses out on that element of scare, you know, just yeah. shitty camera quality is spooky. I don't know something yeah. about it. Yeah. There's something about not seeing every, you know, minuscule piece of hair on something that, that you know what I mean? The, the more, the less you see, the scarier it can be. And, and mm. yeah, you're definitely right. Um, evil dead, man, a simple story. It's, it's, it's these kids that go look college kids that go to a cabin out in the woods and what better way to do it than out in the woods in a mm-hmm. remote cabin, right? Like that's what people want. Get away in a remote cabin. I mean, I do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, remote cabin. You get out there and immediately, dude, it's everything's ominous on your way out there, right? Like you almost get into a car accident um, yeah. because there's this weird kind of force that jerks the wheel out of the driver's hands, right? They're driving along. Um, See, and when we were going to Vermont and on our drive, because this is the exact same type of shit that was going on, dude. And it's like, it was dude. Man. I remember we talked about that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it definitely zany. felt that way. It definitely felt yes. that way. But in this movie, they're all on their way to this cabin. Bruce Campbell's sitting in the back seat, looking at a, at a map, trying to figure out how they're going to get there. And while they're driving, we keep getting this cut to the evil, right? Yes, the evil the is entity. this, is this kind of force moving its way through the forest. And, and, and we know what this thing is through the first person view of this thing, just kind of zooming through the woods, making yeah. its way to the, the road where this car is. And that's where the intersection happens. Like, like this force comes across the car, the, the wheel jerks in the driver's hand, the car swerves into the path of an oncoming uh, truck and he writes his, you know, the, the car just in time. And it's that close call where everybody gets that, that like immediate jump of like, <gasps> what's going to happen, yeah, right? Your heart skips a beat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you think, okay, you know, eh, let's, let's chalk that up to maybe it's just bad mojo, right? Let, yeah. We're still going to have a good time this weekend. Let's, let's all have a good time, everybody. Let's pretend that didn't happen. Uh, except then they come across a rickety bridge. which like it's like sign number two this is not going to be an easy weekend (laughs) and then and then as they're going over the bridge their wheel breaks through right that right there i would have said no we're going back because if this thing collapses i'm never getting out of here and sure enough right that's what happens yeah exactly so that's another sign right they get to the cabin which already looks kind of run down and 
I don't know, dude, but for me, I feel like if I'm walking up to a cabin and I'm trying to get in and I notice this swing that's just kind of slowly banging against it over and over that just comes to a complete stop out of nowhere, just dead stop. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck is happening right now? I'm out of here. I'm not staying oh, around. Yeah, absolutely. No, 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 no. I'm gone. But so this, you know this what? It's all like little sprinkles of warnings coming along. Oh, yeah. And they just ignore every single one. Every sign. Um. But you know that they stole that from uh, the other movie that he did uh, in, within the woods, which was the proof of concept. Yeah. Uh, they did the exact same thing with the swing in that movie. So that was kind of cool for, uh, to see that brought back into this. Yes. Then they get into the place. Okay. It's a cool, it's a little rundown, but they're going to have a good time. It's a, it's a cabin. And they find this cellar, this weird cellar, and they go down to explore to see what's going on down there. And down there, they find a bunch of weird just kind of objects laying around there's a, a weird dagger there's a book right this weird it looks like it's got a melted face some weird looking like distorted cover yeah and they find they find a what is this a, a not a tape tape player but it's like a a recorder this one of these big so yeah it's like a recording like, deck yeah yeah with the big reel to reel tapes you know what i mean yeah like before cassettes so they bring all this stuff up and while they're kind of hanging out around the fire, they start to play the tape and you listen to the tape and it's a recording of a, it was a professor, some sort of professor, some doctor. Yeah. He's a professor and he's doing a study. Like, I think he's like an, like an archeologist or something. Yeah. So that would make sense why he found the book. Exactly. And he's, he's talking about the book. He's talking about e- evil and all this kinds of stuff. And he starts to recite this, 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 I don't know, incantation in a different language. Right. And and it's this weird language that, you know, you don't understand what it is, but while he's doing that, boom, we get that evil in the woods again, this evil's coming towards them. Um, And they stop. Oh, the, one of the girls is like, stop it. I don't want to hear that anymore. Stop it. They shut it off. And they're like, all right, we're not going to do this anymore. And that's it, right? Like it becomes this kind of thing of, I forget what happens next. Then it's like, they, they decide they're going to go to bed or, start kind of turn because how does that one girl end up because she starts freaking out about something well she starts freaking out because she doesn't want to uh well because remember she did the drawing i think what happened before oh, that was she did the yes. drawing of the book she was the taking over drawing. her hand was like possessed into the drawing of the book and now they found the book yes you know, they're reading this out. weird incantation from from this recording and that's she was right. just not having any of it that's at all. right yeah so she gets back to the cabin and like i said all hell breaks loose in this cabin. Basically this evil that was unlocked by the book of the dead, well, which this incantation was, was recited from has unleashed the, the evil, right? And the evil is like these demonic presences that are possessing yep. Ash's friends and he's fighting them off one by one, killing them. This movie just goes crazy with gore and blood and just, it's, it's the most, one of the most over the top kind of just, you know, splatter movies there is. And um, and that's that's the plot of this film. It's very simple, and that's the thing I, I think works best with a lot of horror films is simplicity. A small cast, small location, simple story, and it's all about how you do. I mean, I, I don't know. There's a there's a few things that come into it. What would you guys say is important in making it come across? For me, I think it's a lot of the quality of the film, but I also think he does he does this thing where he focuses a lot on the forest and these, these kind of shots that are very disorienting and, and they creep you out. You know what I mean? Sam Raimi's famous camera angles. That's literally the reason I love Sam Raimi 
because he just almost every shot is a little bit off and it just makes you feel nervous in some way. Yes. Yes. I was, you know, I was noticing in this one, there's a shot where they're in the house and I, I can, I can see it on screen and we have one of our main characters, which is they're, they're to the right more like off center to the right. Right. But there's nothing behind them that we're focusing on except for maybe a wall in the window. And it, it is, it, it kind of throws you off. It's a little, a little unnerving. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's, that's huge for, especially like, um, horror films just in general, like Dutch angles, giving you that sense of, uh, disorientation. Um, and you, you mix that with all the other elements of the film, especially one of the big ones for me is just how real it is. Like I used to go camping all the times as a kid and just, okay, I'm out here camping with my family. What if there's a cabin, 500 yards away where this happened like last week and the spirit's still roaming around. You know what I mean? That, that fact of realness, this can be real. This cabin could be sitting out there someplace in America and you have no idea. And somebody else is going to stumble upon it. And what's going to happen when they get there. I've always felt like that's, that's, that makes a great horror film is the woods. There's something primal about it, right? Like there's something about the, the dangers in the darkness that kind of harkens back to our, our, primal days like in the caves even not knowing what was beyond the light of our our fires you know and so when you're out there in the wilderness at night and in the distance you're hearing the cracking of branches and shit like there's this fear that i don't care who you are there's something that comes up inside you that that all of a sudden your senses are on alert and and you're 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 ready to run if something's about to attack yeah. um so focusing a horror film on the woods in the woods spirits that come from the woods i mean is just genius as well it just like i said it kind of taps into a primal thing that a lot of people are going to react to plus there's like there's the necronomicon references which are so old already Mm -hmm. and people subconsciously feel spooked out by old books i mean yeah yeah. you're right the anything ancient yeah, anything ancient, right? Ancient times, the times that we just don't really have a connection to. We yeah. don't can't the times can't. when there could have been magic. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, so there, there's all those pieces. When I was talking about the woods, I, I we have to bring this up, dude. This is one of the biggest thing in the things in the film, and and I mean anybody who's never seen it before. And I'll tell you this: last year, um, right as COVID was kind of. It was, it was, we were September of last year. It was, we went out to, we got a little Airbnb cabin, me and a couple of my buddies. And, um, you know, we brought some stuff to roll up. We brought some stuff to drink. We brought some cards and one night we're just nice and lit. And it was like, what do you guys want to do? Uh, you want to play cards? No, I don't feel like playing cards. I was like, let's watch a movie. So scrolling through Netflix and the evil dead. I was like, you guys ever see this? Both of them said, no. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's the best when people say no. (laughs) I was like, I cannot wait because we're literally out in the middle of the woods. So I cannot wait to put this on. So we're watching it. Dude, when this scene kicks in, they're just like, what the fuck are we watching? When the woods rape his sister, Ash's sister. Dude, 
in the commentary, Bruce is like, and this is about where we lose half our audience. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So in the world of horror, I think still we are still in a time where anything goes. I don't think you can put anything out in a horror film and get canceled nowadays. But this one's rough, dude. It, watching it nowadays, you're just like, wow, I forgot. And for the woods. time that came out, like, I don't know if people were really ready for something like that. No. Especially yeah. in like in like a movie in theaters. This isn't like a straight to DVD. This one was played in theaters right okay. dude right i would love and you know i saw one of the things i saw is that they did this thing where they made sure to have ambulances and and, and like and paramedics and stuff at the premiere to kind of hype it up and make it seem like this was going to be a movie that would freak people out but people did start freaking out when they saw that scene there were people who were just like no what is this we can't watch this, <laughs> this is pornography and here i am at eight years old going like oh yeah, I guess that's okay. <laughs> uh, so I, I don't remember like like understanding what was going on in the penetration part of it, but I definitely understood the fact that the woods were alive when I was younger. Yeah. Like, holy yeah. shit! This woman scary. was being hurt by branches in yes. some way, and now that we're older, adult. it's like, oh, it was a deep hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very deep hurt. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> dude. It was. It, it was. I was like, wow, that was intense. I forgot about how how intense they actually go there too. Like, there's he doesn't hold back, man. Raimi's like, we're doing this, dude. This is what's in the scene, and we're doing it. You know. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that's good. That's good because that's again that's coming back. Why is this movie scary? Because this girl is being attacked by a an unforn cease. Uh, sorry, I'm getting a little lag here. An un foreseen source and she um she's in this very intimate a position but a situation where it's not supposed to be like that but it is and it's not another person doing it to her it's something that isn't supposed to be able to do that to her right. it's doing it you know what right. i mean Right. How and then and then yeah, the absolute sheer terror after she gets out and she's you know banging the door down. I mean, let's talk about how first of all this is, you know, again low production you know we don't have any names these are all friends you know what i mean they all, a lot of people went to school no names real 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 names here but the performances man these aren't really Especially performances yeah these are not performances where you're just like uh, it's not believable or it's hokey or it's really rough you know the performances on all of these characters i thought was was great especially for the time mm -hmm. i love that they played up on the quirkiness in the sequels Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, that's well, the thing I love about Raimi is that he doesn't take it too too seriously. He'll always have that 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 little moment of like, hey, it's still my kind of film, right? Um, what was the what was the one? Drag me to hell when when uh, they're squeezing the the what was it? They squeeze the the head or something, and the eyes just went boom, and it was very comical looking. I was just like, <laughs> oh, dude, of course this is a Raimi film, you know? See, and it was great to see this. I mean, I've seen the other ones after this, but. They, they, they tried to make a straight-laced horror film, and they did. And Because this movie is fucking horrifying. And they, they found a way to add that comedy in there without it being too, too, um, too over-the-top or too much, but just enough that I'm enjoying this. It's scary as fuck, but it's still comical and lighthearted and funny enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. But horrifying. I think one of the most horrifying scenes in the movie for me is when Ash drags his girlfriend out of the cabin and leaves her in the woods. And just the way she's like contorting on the ground, that is so terrifying. Really? I, if you watch closely in that scene while she's in the house, 
and while she's outside, like both those scenes, her makeup changes. Mm, mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely noticed that. You got to love it, too. Those are the things like they can't control. It's part it acts to kind of like the charm of this film. You know what I yeah. mean? That part of the low budget side of it. Um, for me, her scene that was the creepiest is when she's while he's dealing with this other shit. She's sitting there cross legged with that big old smile on her face, just kind of rocking back and forth and giggling at him. And, and it's that crazy laughing giggle that where he's just like, would you shut up? Would you <laughs> shut up? You know, and it, that's he makes nailed it, it too. He slaps the shit out of her, dude. Smack, <laughs> smack, dude. It's so good, man. This movie, I don't know what else. There's nothing I can say bad, even even the special effects. Like oh, they're yeah. not great, but that's what I love about this film. I feel like this again lends to why it comes across and is, it looks so good and it, it comes across so good. It's very visceral. It's not polished special effects. And I think that's the point with Raimi, you know? right? Like Raimi's doing this to, to, to make it an over the top film. He's not trying to make a film for you to, to and enjoy this is a weird way to put it but an enjoyable horror film you know what i mean right right a fun it's fun it's trying it's to enjoyable. make an uncomfortable horror film yes it's and that's the thing it's like he's not making the exorcist he's not making the changeling he's not making anything that you're supposed to try to watch and take seriously or uh be be horrified in terms of like that that true terror right he's yeah, giving yeah, you yeah. horror in terms of repulsion horror in terms of like oh my god like and i there was a movie that you and i just re, uh watched recently um and did commentary for um it's called beyond the call of duty uh and the makeup <laughs> the makeup from this movie looks very much uh yes, like dude. the makeup that was used in that movie yeah 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 uh, so it was wow. interesting for me to see that but you had made a comment during when we were watching that movie um, where you said, turn it black and white, and that might help the horrible makeup in that movie. So I kind of want to go back and watch this movie because don't get me wrong. Makeup is phenomenal in this movie, but it's dated. It's fun. Um, yeah. Yes. And I want to turn it black and white and see how it would look. You know what I yeah. Mean? The reason I say that is because one of the things uh, in studying night of the living dead you know being black and white obviously that's you know it, it's what it was but they, a lot of you know f people will say what makes it work is because it's black and white you know when you see blood when you see those things the shadows it just it's such it's such there's such a stark contrast and there's something about having black and white and contrast in kind of in conjunction with a horror story that it's 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 unnerving it's kind of like that it keeps you on edge thing this black and white you know and that's all you have to work with there's no palettes there's no colors there's nothing that tells your brain oh there's a little bit more familiarity here there's a real world sense here um that black and so yeah when we were watching that i thought it would help the special effects this one you know it would do the same it would mask a lot of what looks fakey but um, no. I think it would ruin yeah. it. I, for me, I think it would ruin really? the film. Yeah, because for me, I think the way this film looks is what adds to how much I love it. Do you know what I mean? True. True. See, and when we were watching, well, when I was watching um, Into the Woods, I was thinking if the video quality was a little bit better on this, it wasn't so underexposed. Uh, you turned it black and white, uh, deleted the audio track, and edited in some title cards this would make a great silent film <laughs> and it really just, would it would it would it would convert perfectly if you did it somebody should convert evil dead to us to a silent <laughs> film dude could you that imagine would be that? funny could you imagine somebody all right one of the listeners out there's got to get on that i want to see that that'd be amazing um <laughs> 
but speaking of the music piece, right? So this one, we're not looking at anything. We're not looking at, you know, any mainstream music. There's no licensing. They're not doing any of that. This is all, you know, it's, this is all score, right? I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, there's no there's no actual like songs in this. Um, but it fits, dude. I feel like everything with this, the sound, the sound design in this movie, the 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 score just just again brings us along on this journey. We're with them and we're feeling the, you know, the senses of panic in moments, the the time when yeah. it's supposed to be super creepy. You know, when the doctor's reading and, and all of a sudden the music in the background's this kind of unnerving, you know, just tension, this thing that's kind of building, you know, it, it, it all works. I don't know what else to say. I mean, I feel like this, this movie is a low production film, but God damn it. It's, it's a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. It's a goddamn masterpiece. Unreal. What else the can you say? The sound is alarming. Oh yeah. Like when, when uh, I can't remember the character's name or the actor, but the other guy, not Bruce Campbell, but the other guy, when he's fighting off his girlfriend after she turns and he stabs her in the back and her screech while she's standing there dying and it just keeps going and going and dragging on a lot longer than what it really needs to. But it's mm -hmm. so fucking like cringy and like tingles to my bone, man. It was yeah. just. Yeah. Ramey, Ramey does a great job with the sound in this and, and, and things that are overwhelming and then boom, quick silence. Right. And just yeah. kind of drops you off and you're like, what the is going on? It here? gives you time to think about the crazy shit you just saw. Yeah. True. And it really lets it sink in. That's like a little bit of its charm. That's true. One of the things I saw, I saw a composer once say that when you have a composition, right, and you have this kind of music that's pounding you, and then you drop in uh, like this kind of measure of silence, that that silence can be more impactful at times, like it can kind of punch you, you know what I mean? And so that's what some of these things will do is like you're going and then it hits you and then you only have this moment to kind of breathe and go like, the fuck did I just go through? What did yeah. we just hear? You know, your brain's slowly processing some of the stuff you just dealt with. As a musician, um, do you do any any kind of production as well or is it strictly lyrics uh, um, I try to just stay away from the production side of it because I, I like to have a lot of ears like when I record I like to have an engineer with me we're shooting back and forth ideas um, I'm very open to opinion you know while I'm making the song I'm not you know uh, I'm not a dick about it if you have an idea <laughs> I'll try it out but uh, yeah, and I like somebody else making the beat because that'll spark some ideas in me. And then I send it to somebody to mix and then I send it to somebody else to master just as many ears as possible on it so that, you know, we get the best product and five heads are better than one. Gotcha. I was wondering, you know, you know, as a musician, as a as a rapper or even even when you went into metal and all that kind of stuff, like, do you do you is this something that when you're watching films, do you pick up on things like, oh, like for me, I always feel like soundtrack can literally make or break a film. And you've got people who know how to manipulate a soundtrack and make their films better. You know, you got guys like Quentin Tarantino. Um, oh, shit. Who else? Who's the other guy that I mean, his music's always on point. John Carpenter. Always. Carpenter. Oh, yes. Always. Um, but that's you know what I mean? Is that something do you ever notice that? Or is that something that you pick oh, I out? Do. I think about every element of a movie. I, I even think about lighting now. Yeah. 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 I, I find myself doing that all the time. I've been a fan of cinema and, and film. I've always, you know, since I was a kid, I was always like, dude, I want to be Steven Spielberg. I want to make movies. You know what I mean? Um, so I've always looked at film in a studying way. I look at films like I look at things and think of, man, this is a great shot. Look at how impactful this shot is or how the lighting, you know, affects these things. Mm -hmm. And so watching a film like The Evil Dead, 
and I'll keep saying it's a more of a low budget style film. It, it, it blows me away with how simple it was put together, but how impactful it is. Like I said, yeah, it's a master to me. It's a masterpiece. Every time I watch a horror movie, I always have my notes open just in case like something sparks an idea or I'm like that line would be dope in a song. And yeah, I definitely have a lot of evil dead notes. Oh, 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 dude. I will tell you what I'm looking forward. If we see an evil dead song in the future, I'll be like, oh man, here we go. Here Coming we go. unless I die. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Um, I know you, you like to do, uh, when we talk about movies, you like to find facts, little yes. pieces of trivia thing. A yes. little, did, did you know, right? We should, we should start calling this. Did little you know, ditties. did you know little ditties with Jim? Little ditties with Jim, fireside so yeah. ditties with Jim. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. So now we have a new segment. Write that down. Trademark that. segment. We're starting the segment now and uh, start moving forward. This segment will now be called Little Ditties with Jim. So these are evil dead. Fireside ditties. Little dead. Yeah. These are evil dead fireside ditties with Jim. There we go. Uh, yeah, dude. There was a lot for this. Yeah. Um, Bring them on, dude. I love hearing pieces of trivia and facts and did you knows. All right. And I like to see how many of these do I know, you know? Um, did you did you spot oh, okay. uh, when Ash and um, I forget his friend's name, uh, but uh, the guy when they're in the basement, when Ash goes mm-hmm. down there because he's not responding to him. And when they find the book on the wall behind the little table, did you see the uh, the ripped off corner of the um, Hills Have Eyes poster? I did. Yeah. Did nice little wink to Wes Craven film. Yep. Very yep. nice. Yep. Another fucked up movie. Um, I love that too, by here. the way, when we have director horror directors that kind of give nods to other horror directors oh, or, yeah. or they yeah. do little things that are just kind of like these little nudge, nudge, wink, wink things, you know, to the horror mm-hmm. community. Like the conjuring three with, uh, the, the, um, Nightmare on Elm Street reference. Didn't see it yet. No, no, no. But okay. you know what? I'll look for it now. That's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, so again, like I already mentioned this, but the movie was originally released with an NC-17 rating. Yeah. There's a whole other bunch of shit that goes with that. Um, really? Because of this, this was one of uh, one of the original movies. And, and I feel like I've said this for multiple movies we've seen now that it's one of the original video nasties. Yeah. And I need to stop saying that because all these movies are coming out around the time they started the video nasties list. So of course these are all going to be films that are on the original list. Yeah. Uh, but yes, this was on that list. Um, it was banned in Germany. Mm. Um, a heavily edited version became available in 1992. Uh, it'd be interesting to see that version. To see I was about what was to say, edited. dude. Yeah. Um, an uncut version of the film was released finally in 2001, but what's, then the so German government, like what's the, What's the probably uncut? the full film? Probably oh, the full I see film. what you're saying. I see what you're yeah, saying. because okay. they had a heavily cut film in '92, the, gotcha. un- the, the one that we watched, the original, uh, okay. released in 2001. But then the German government came in and seized it a year later, <laughs> so it's gone again. Luckily, it was finally released in 2016. Holy uh, cow! It took till yes. 2016 for Germany. What I read yes, to be like, yes. and wow. Stephen King himself criticized this ban uh, from Germany for this movie. And it's crazy, right? Like you go and you watch this movie and I feel like if you show it to younger generations, they would look at it and be like, meh. Really? It's kind of like, they probably think it's hokey. You know what I mean? Super hokey. And and They probably think it was a high school film. An entire country's government says, no, we won't let our people watch this. What? It'd be interesting to hear their side of it, what their reasoning was. 
Yeah, true. Yeah, it would be. A, watch it be because of that tree scene. They're like, yeah, you can't show this here. Can't have yeah. the trees raping. That was the, Well, they said heavily edited version was released in '92. So all the blood again. Like, what, can't have all this blood. I don't know, man. No, no dead bodies. So there goes all the. You all can't the have deadites. collapsing bridges. Nope. <laughs> no trees. If there's trees in the no, scene, no almost you close cut calls it. with dump trucks. Um, They're like basically we just basically want to look at intro Bruce credits Campbell. and closing credits. That's and it. Bruce Campbell's smile once in a while. <laughs> That's it. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I can't believe that. I can't believe that this movie was banned for so long unedited in in a country. Yeah, that's intense. Like Germany, for, I guess as far as I know, a free ish country. They're free. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what you know I'm what saying. Mean? It blows me away. It was all the way up to yeah. 2016. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I guess it was cold because I guess they stayed. I don't know. I've, I've heard a couple different things. I've heard that they all stayed at the cabin while they were filming. But then I also heard that people were staying nearby. Hmm. So I don't know which one is true. However, I did hear that uh, it was cold and the film equipment would freeze and they would have oh to thaw it out <laughs> to get it to work the film. I don't Can know how you true that is either, but God damn, dude. Now we've talked about this before. You and I have, we've known each other back in uh, the day when we were both working on like, you know, local indie films. And I remember we did one film that was in this, in the winter where we were all yeah. out in the cold all day long filming. And that gets, after a while, you're just like, all right, can I go? Somebody start up a car, get the heat running, so we could take turns yeah. just sitting in the car and warming up. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Man, can you imagine being in the kind of cold where the equipment is freezing? And think about it: the wardrobe we were we were wearing when we made that film was yeah. semi-appropriate. Yeah, These yeah, guys yeah. Were just wearing yeah. regular summer clothes, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh my god! Could yeah. you imagine? I like to think that they did stay in the cabin during filming because that's yeah, a I fun. Like to think that that's a fun kind of feeling, right? It's a fun. Well, we think it's fun because it's got it's romanticized in our minds, but uh, to them, they're like, "What the hell, man? No showers. It's freezing." I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> but the three of them already, four of them already knew each other. So they were yeah. from high school. So they're like, all right, we're it was friends doing it. Yeah. And who else can we get to go do this? It wasn't like people were mad at each other. Fucking yeah. hate this director for making me do this. And never yeah. working with him again, you know? Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah. And I think that's the best way to do it, dude. Doing the films with friends. As long as everybody involved can stay focused. Oh yeah, they all have to have this. They have to share the vision, man. You have to all share the vision and well, be. Well, a not part even of it. not even that. Just stay focused and don't don't distract while everybody else is trying to make this product. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, hundred you know? percent. Everybody needs to stay on task. These guys look like they did it. They did a good job. Oh yeah, absolutely, phenomenal job. Uh, you know, what would be really cool is if you could get. I don't know if everybody's still alive, but if everybody who's alive, get them together to make another film similar to this today. Um, <laughs> that'd be cool to see. That'd, that'd be, be amazing. That. That'd be amazing. Uh, so the scene where they're sitting there listening uh, to the, to the recording device yeah. uh, and they're uh, listening to the, uh, the professor say the incantation, I guess originally the script called for them to be smoking pot in this scene. Okay. Oh really? And so I guess they did it that way. Uh, and then they had to refilm the scene because everybody's behavior was just out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that footage. Dude. Yo, that would be funny. That would I be so funny see to that see that footage, man. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I guess the movie was originally supposed to be called Book of the Dead. Yep. I knew that. Um, which would obviously make sense. Um, I definitely like the title Evil Dead better. Um, 
I guess uh, um, blood donation stations uh, were giving tickets to the movie as well as a pin that said, I bleed for the evil dead. <gasps> Wouldn't it be cool if Whoa. you could find one of those for your pin board? Oh my God. I got to look that up. I'm like looking for my phone right now, <laughs> dude. I got to look that. I got to find out if I can get that. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be God. cool? That would be such a cool find. I don't know. Dude, if there's a listener out there that can get a lead on that, man, yeah, send me a message, dude. Send me a message. If you can get a lead on one, even better. Get a lead on two. I'll take the second <laughs> one. Um, so I, I know we talk about how low budget this movie is. Yeah. Um, this movie is so low budget. How low budget out is of, it? How low budget? That's a new segment too. Uh, they ran out of money halfway through the film, supposedly, and then they ended up borrowing money and taking out loans and cold, call, cold calling businesses from around town to get uh, uh, like food and stuff. For Dude, and, can you imagine? Oh my god! <laughs> and they borrowed money from family members and wow. all kinds of things. Yeah, look at the return though, right? Like, look at oh the cult god, status dude. that this film has now. Thank God for every single human being that felt it within their hearts to say, "You know what? I believe in your vision. I'm going to give you money this to is, finish your project." This Thank is the you. original crowdsourcing uh, no before shit. Indiegogo, <laughs> right? No kidding, dude. I would be me in. Thank God. Imagine yeah. if they didn't have it made. What if it just never and finished? And they just abandoned it we halfway would done. We never have Bruce Campbell. Like, none of it. Nope. None never of it. Ha- no. Never have Sam Raimi. No evil. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't have the Spider Man movies. Nope. Dude, come what? on, man. Marvel, the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe might not exist. It may be completely different. You're not kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow, dude. Think about that butterfly effect. And that's for a just second. because whoever they did call, family members, friends, and businesses they heard We're this like, pitch. god damn it this fucking kid this is give him the money to shut him up and and let him do his goddamn thing dude they heard the pitch right they saw what he had so far i'm sure he put yeah. together something oh, sure. to show them right like here's my presentation sure the quality on the uh, uh within the woods was i'm sure a hell of a lot better back then when he first made it than the version we saw yeah yeah uh, so yeah. he probably showed him that too yeah um yeah could you like, imagine right, though i guess you could make something could you imagine your uncle's like inviting you and your family over for dinner? And you're like, all right, we're all going to go. We haven't been to his house in forever. We're just going to go all get dinner, right? So you're eating dinner. He's like, all right, guys, oh, I want to show you something. Let's all go into the living room. And you all go into the living room. All of a sudden, he's like, watch this. And he pulls up like, because this is 81. So what he does is he dims the light, right? And he pulls out the projector thing. And he's got the little <laughs> slideshow. He's like, chick, chick. so first, I'm trying to make a movie. Chick, chick. Movies cost this much. Chick, chick. I need this much. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh man. But Dan, dude, thank God for those people. Yeah. Thank God for those people. We would not thank have you, this thank movie you, thank you. Thank you. If any of those people are listening, we don't need to know who you are, but just oh, know you're you, you're yeah. you're you're forever indebted. Yeah. Interesting. But I think that's really all I got. And that was Fireside Ditties with Jim. With Jim. <laughs> we gotta put like a sound effect at a fire Heck yeah, dude. We'll have like little transition music and shit for it. Um all right, so, so uh, last thoughts on Evil Dead. What were you guys like? What are your thoughts, Jim? Overall, what do you got to say about this film? Oh, I love it. Like I said, it's one of my top ten of all time. I like to just put this movie on in the background sometimes um, when I'm just doing stuff, just because it's that great, and I can follow it without having to sit there and actually watch it frame for frame. Uh, but this film feels there, there's times when this film uh, felt very much like an art house film. And, you know, going back to some of the shots that were used, um, uh, disorienting shots, um, but also like going back to lighting. This film is very theatrical. 
in very many ways. Um, the acting, the props, the locations, everything. It just seems very theatrical. And then when you look at the lighting and they have these hard, hard um, like spotlights that you yeah. can see if you're paying attention, you can see them on the ceiling in the rafters of the cabin. Yeah. And they're, they're in specific locations. Like one, uh, there's, uh, there's one on the uh, basement door to the, um, the basement door. There's one outside when Ash drags his girlfriend out. Um, then there's another one inside the house. And um, I really feel that if they were to take this and you could adapt this for the stage very simply, um, very easily. And it, it's, it's nice to see that um, theatrical aspect to it instead of just, just film. There is an Evil Dead stage show, isn't oh, there, is there in Vegas? Really? I'm pretty sure, yeah. That. The Evil Dead uh, isn't in a musical? Dude, I was going to oh. say, if not, man, they already have Hamilton, right? So we should have Poltergeist writing raps for an Evil Dead musical. That would be <laughs> sick. That um, would be offensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're right with that lighting, though. That was one of the things I noticed was there's a lot of side yeah. lighting, a lot of hard side lighting happening in this film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but again, it's what you have to work with, right? Poltergeist, yeah. your overall thoughts on this film? I think everyone should see it at least once or four times. Or oh, more. Easily. Yeah, or more for me. In my case, I've, I've seen it multiple times. I've probably, like I said earlier, I've probably seen it about 40 or 50 times. Uh, I know, Chris, I don't think you have. Uh, Poltergeist, have you seen the new season of Creepshow on Shudder? No, I have yet to see it. I don't have a Shutter account yet, but I'm really considering it. I want to watch that Joe Bob break show. Oh, it's <laughs> Everybody's so good, posting dude. about it all the time on Instagram and Slasher, and I'm so jealous. It's so good, dude. It's such they, a good uh, time. So for season two, uh, episode one, segment two, they do a, a riff on Evil Dead with uh, Sam Raimi's brother. And it was, oh, nice. it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was, was a lot in, of fun. He was in Xena. Yes. Oh, yes. Princess Warrior. Yeah, Joxer, his name was. I like recently just went back to that show just to see like, hey, is it still, does it hold up? And it does. Lucy Lawless is amazing. Nice. nice. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, holy shit, it's Ted Raimi. And he's in a lot of episodes and Bruce is in a few. Well, Sweet. I think, I think Sam Raimi did a lot on that show too in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I can't remember what exactly it was, but, but of course you're going to bring your friends along. You know what I mean? That's what it's about. <laughs> you got it, man. This movie is, like I said, I, I, there's nothing else I can say about it. It's an absolute classic. I absolutely love this film. I would rate it a, a five out of five on anything. I would put it on my top 10 list of horror films. I would tell people they have to watch it inside and out. Show your friends. Show everybody, right? Like every generation should continue to watch this film and, and just kind of see the genius of Raimi and Campbell. If you're going to be a filmmaker, this is definitely a film to put on your list. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, this is a must. Like this is this is this is filmmaking 101. This is going to teach you how to tell a story with camera angles, how to tell a story with minimal, you know, cast, minimal location. I mean, it's and and it's a simple story and it's one again that kind of speaks to the primal fears. Man, Evil Dead, I'm one of these people that every October uh, actually, I start earlier. I start in September, but I watch every day. I watch a horror film. I try to make sure I hit at least 31 days in October and every year Evil Dead's on that list. Um, can't speak highly enough of it. So guys, if you haven't checked it out yet and you listen to us talk about it, that's your bad. Go check out the film. Trust us. You're going to you're uh, you're going to thank us. Poultry guys, thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate We really appreciate you coming on, man. We, uh, like I said, I'm a huge fan of your music. So the fact that you wanted to come on and talk, man, it was just like, this is amazing. This is a good time. Dude, I'll come back anytime. I, thanks for having me on, man. 
Oh, we Pat, thanks it. for being here, dude. Without the guys, do not forget check out his stuff on YouTube, Instagram. Get on the Slasher app and uh, make sure to follow him on Slasher. All right, guys. So thanks so much for listening. As always, we will see you next week. Halloween two. Oh yes, that's right. Which means, which means, I need to watch Halloween and Halloween two. <laughs> because how can you just watch Halloween two? Oh, I see what you're watch saying. Halloween watch that one. one. Yeah, Halloween two has. I, I have. I have a lot of thoughts about Halloween too, being a fan of the Halloween franchise. So this is going to be fun. We'll do that next week, folks. If you haven't yet, go over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. That's the network. Check out all the other podcasts on the network and make sure to uh, throw some support their way. Check out our social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher. We're on all of those outlets. Look for us and you'll find us. Um, I think I said everything. So for Jim Clark, told you guys once again, thanks for coming out. This is Chris Chavez. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, remember to keep your eye on the shadows.